Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the 12th day of November. Today we're reading Matthew chapter 27, and then we'll jump over to Mark chapter 15. Matthew chapter 27. When it was early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people plotted against Jesus to execute him. They tied him up, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. Now when Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus had been condemned, he regretted what he had done and returned the thirty silver coins to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. But they said, What is that to us? You take care of it yourself. So Judas threw the silver coins into the temple and left. Then he went out and hanged himself. The chief priests took the silver and said, It is not lawful to put this into the temple treasury, since it is blood money. After consulting together, they bought the potter's field with it as a burial place for foreigners. For this reason, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. They took the thirty silver coins, the price of the one whose price had been set by the people of Israel, and they gave them for the potter's field as the Lord commanded me. Then Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You say so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he did not respond. Then Pilate said to him, Don't you hear how many charges they are bringing against you? But he did not answer even one accusation, so that the governor was quite amazed. During the feast, the governor was accustomed to release one prisoner to the crowd, whomever they wanted. At that time, they had in custody a notorious prisoner named Jesus Barabbas. So after they had assembled, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you, Jesus Barabbas, or Jesus who was called the Christ? For he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. As he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent a message to him, Have nothing to do with that innocent man. I have suffered greatly as a result of a dream about him today. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus killed. The governor asked them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas! Pilate said to them, Then what should I do with Jesus who is called the Christ? They said, Crucify him! He asked, Why? What wrong has he done? But they shouted more insistently, Crucify him! When Pilate saw that he could do nothing, but that instead a riot was starting, he took some water, washed his hands before the crowd, and said, I am innocent of this man's blood. You take care of it yourselves. In reply, all the people said, Let his blood be on us and our children. Then he released Barabbas for them. But after he had Jesus flogged, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the governor's residence and gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe around him 
and after braiding a crown of thorns, they put it on his head. They put a staff on his right hand, and kneeling down before him, they mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews! They spat on him and took the staff and struck him repeatedly on the head. When they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes back on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. As they were going out, they found a man from Cyrene named Simon, whom they forced to carry his cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull, and offered Jesus wine mixed with gall to drink. But after tasting it, he would not drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided his clothes by throwing dice. Then they sat down and kept guard over him there. Above his head, they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two outlaws were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by defamed him, shaking their heads and saying, You who can destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are God's son, come down from the cross. In the same way, even the chief priests, together with the experts in the law and elders, were mocking him. He saved others, but he cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. If he comes down now from the cross, we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God, if he wants to, deliver him now because he said, I am God's son. The robbers who were crucified with him also spoke abusively to him. Now from noon until three, darkness came over all the land. At about three o'clock, Jesus shouted with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani? That is, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a stick, and gave it to him to drink. But the rest said, Leave him alone, Let's see if Elijah will come to save him. Then Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. Just then, the temple curtain was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split apart. And tombs were opened and the bodies of many saints who had died were raised. They came out of the tombs after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. Now when the centurion... And those with him were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and what took place. They were extremely terrified and said, Truly this one was God's son. Many women who had followed Jesus from Galilee and given him support were also there watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. Now when it was evening, There came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it on his own new tomb that he had cut in the rock. Then he rolled a great stone across the entrance of the tomb and went away. Now Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. 
The next day, which is after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees assembled before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember that while the deceiver was still alive, he said, After three days I will rise again. So give orders to secure the tomb until the third day. Otherwise his disciples may come and steal his body and say to the people, He has been raised from the dead, and the last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, Take a guard of soldiers, go and make it as secure as you can. So they went with the soldiers of the guard and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone. Mark chapter 15 Early in the morning after forming a plan, the chief priests with the elders and the experts in the law and the whole Sanhedrin tied Jesus up, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. So Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He replied, You say so? Then the chief priests began to accuse him repeatedly. So Pilate asked him again, Have you nothing to say? See how many charges they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no further reply so that Pilate was amazed. During the feast, it was customary to release one prisoner to the people, whomever they requested. A man named Barabbas was imprisoned with rebels who had committed murder during an insurrection. Then the crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to release a prisoner for them, as was his custom. So Pilate asked them, Do you want me to release the king of the Jews for you? For he knew that the chief priests had handed him over because of envy. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release Barabbas instead. So Pilate spoke to them again. Then what do you want me to do with the one you call King of the Jews? They shouted back. Crucify him! Pilate asked them. Why? What has he done wrong? But they shouted more insistently. Crucify him! Because he wanted to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas for them. Then after he had Jesus flogged, he handed him over to be crucified. So the soldiers led him into the palace, that is, the governor's residence, and called together the whole cohort. They put a purple cloak on him, and after braiding a crown of thorns, they put it on him. They began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! Again and again they struck him on the head with a staff and spit on him. Then they knelt down and paid homage to him. When they had finished mocking him, they stripped him of the purple cloak and put his own clothes back on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. The soldiers forced a passerby to carry his cross, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country. He was the father of Alexander and Rufus. They brought Jesus to a place called Golgotha, which is translated place of the skull. They offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. Then they crucified him and divided his clothes, throwing dice for them to decide what each would take. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. The inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. And they crucified two outlaws with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by defamed him, shaking their heads and saying, Aha! You who can destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, 
save yourself and come down from the cross. In the same way, even the chief priests, together with the experts in the law, were mocking him among themselves. He saved others, but he cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down from the cross now, that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also spoke abusively to him. Now when it was noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. Around three o'clock, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, Listen, he is calling for Elijah. Then someone ran, filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a stick and gave it to him to drink, saying, Leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah will come to take him down. But Jesus cried out with a loud voice and breathed his last. And the temple curtain was torn in two from top to bottom. Now when the centurion, who stood in front of him, saw how he died, he said, Truly this man was God's son. There were also women watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James, the younger, and of Joseph and Salome. When he was in Galilee, they had followed him and given him support. Many other women who had come up from him to Jerusalem were there too. Now, when evening had already come, since it was the day of preparation, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a highly regarded member of the council who was himself looking forward to the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate was surprised that he was already dead. He called the centurion and asked him if he had been dead for some time. When Pilate was informed by the centurion, he gave the body to Joseph. After Joseph bought a linen cloth and took down the body, he wrapped it in the linen and placed it in a tomb cut out of the rock. Then he rolled a stone across the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph saw where the body was placed. Father, it's hard to hear these words. It's hard to hear that envy was the motivation for you to be brought forth an innocent man to be killed. And you stood silent in a time where you could have defended yourself and set yourself free. We hear the brutality of how you died. We hear the injustice of how you died and the mockery from so many. And when we listen, we have to recognize that you did this voluntarily. You decided to give yourself up so that we can live free. And while we do not understand it, we are so grateful. And words fall short and feel inadequate compared to what you endured. And so I pray that as we hear 
these two recollections back to back that we will let our lives live as a testament to the gratitude to the conscious understanding of what was done for us so that we may live a life of freedom and of abundance. And as much as we want to move on to the resurrection, we are sitting in the pain and the dark and the bleakness of the death that you endured. Sitting in the finality that you are dead. And we cannot comprehend the weight of watching that because we know the end of the story. But I pray that we get the magnitude today of what has happened here in this moment, in this time, in the reading that we're at. We pause and we mourn and we give thanks for the sacrifice that you gave for us. We pray this all in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a great week. I'm Jill. Until then, love one another. Good morning, Deb. See, this is Tanya calling in from Suffolk. Uh, Senator Synergy, I think she said Sherry called in from Louisiana. I want to lift up her mom in prayer. Dear Lord, I want to thank you for being the almighty God that you are. Father, I'm asking, Lord God, did you just continue to protect her mom, Lord God, even with the facility that she's in, in Lord? I just trust, Lord God, that you just open up doors, Lord God, just... You know, Lord God, what's best for her. And I just pray and believe in, Lord God, that you just continue to make a way, Lord God. You continue to wrap your loving arms around her, around her family, Lord God. Just bless each and every one that's involved in her care, Lord God. You know what's best for her, Lord God. We just trust you, Lord God, despite of what things may look like at this present moment. And I'm just believing in you, Lord God, that things are going to get better, Lord God. We belong to you, Lord. You are a protector, Lord God. You are a coverer. And I'm just believing in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I want to lift up Simone. Devil, you are a liar. Simone does not belong to you. Father, I'm just trusting and believing right now, Lord God, that you hear her, Father, from the top of her head, Father, to the sole of her feet, Lord God. She belongs to you, Lord God. And devil, you, once again, she does not belong to you. You will lose her right now. I'm claiming divine healing over her body, Lord God, over those diseases. I command that they move in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, I just want to thank you, Lord God. Just thank you for being the almighty God that you are. This is my prayer to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Debsy, if you guys could keep my son in prayer, um, he's in college and he's going through um, with classes and things of that nature. But I know that God can do exactly what he said he would do. And I just bind the devil of anything that he's trying to do in his life as well. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, DABC family. This is Diana from Florida. And I want to pray 
just from Ohio's prayer requests for Kayla and for Noah, as well as for Kingdom Seeker Daniel and his son D2's court case, as well as for the woman who called with her son who has chronic back pain. Dear Heavenly Father, we lift up all of these people to you, Lord Jesus. Father God, Kayla is dealing with some mental health challenges that require medication, require doctor visits, require consistency in order for there to be breakthrough. Dear God, we are trusting and believing that you will make a mighty move in her life and liberate her from the issues that she is facing. I pray, Lord God, that you would guide and lead the doctor as to what medication she should take in Jesus' name and that you would heal her, oh Lord God. I also pray, Lord God, for Noah who has been diagnosed with cancer. Father God, may your healing hands be upon this little boy and may you bring comfort to the family and use this as a, a, an opportunity for them to get to know Jesus and receive the gospel of Jesus Christ, oh Lord God. We also pray for Kingdom Seeker Daniel's case with his son, D2. We pray in the name of Jesus that they would have favor from on high as they go into this courtroom, that you would give them the words to say, just like Jesus told the disciples, that they would face kings in courtrooms and they would know exactly what it is they needed to say and how they needed to say it in Jesus' name. And I pray, Lord God, for the young man with chronic back pain. Eliminate this back pain. Reveal what is causing it. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We love you. Good morning, DAB. Let us pray. Dear Lord, precious Lord, thank you, Father. Our hope is in you. And we thank you. We thank you for everything that you have done to bring us this far. Hear the cries of your people, dear God. In the name of Jesus, we ask that you do a new thing in your people. There are so many prayers coming through, dear Lord. It's sometimes hard to keep up, but we lift everyone up. Even if we don't speak it audibly, it's in our hearts and in our prayers. And we pray that everyone that's involved with our ministry here knows that you're always being prayed, even if you don't hear it. We need healing. We need financial freedom. We need encouragement. We need so many things, and you know them all. So we ask you, Lord, dear Lord Jesus, comfort, heal all that are needed. I do want to lift up D2 and Kingdom Seeker Daniel. Ask the Lord to take control in that situation. And a lady just called, and she wanted us to lift up her son in prayer that he had had chronic back pain. I believe his name was Joshua. So, dear Lord, we lift up Joshua. We also lift up his mother. Heal Joshua, dear Lord, as only you know how, but encourage and lift up his mother that she may continue to lift him up in prayer and stand by his side. We thank you, Lord, and in the name of Jesus, we ask you to hear our prayer. Thank you, Lord. Everyone have a wonderful day. This is just glad to be in NC. God bless.